close your eyes and pull like a dog. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport editor Kieran McCarthy. On today's podcast we'll be chatting about the prospect of live sport returning in 2020, whether or not top level sport should be given preferential treatment and played behind closed doors and which sporting events we're most looking forward to watching once everything is back up and running. We're also joined on the line by Ger McCarthy, presenter of the West Cork League and Ladies Football Podcasts and reporter for the Southern Star, the Irish Examiner and the Echo. And Ger, I want to come to you first. You're obviously a sports nut first and foremost and anyone who follows you on social media will know that if you're not covering a match for work, you're probably watching one anyway. So how has the loss of live sport affected your day-to-day life how have you dealt from a personal perspective um not very well according to my family at home who are seeing more of me than they would have bargained for back in the day um, my weekends were usually taken up with uh traveling to matches and covering matches before getting getting there early getting getting a feel for the the coaches the players writing the match report coming out getting the after so it's 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 a it's a huge chunk out of a freelance journalist's life, to be quite honest. But at the same time, um, it's also given, I think, a, a chance to to connect with some of the people that I had wouldn't have interviewed or spoken to in, in a long while, certainly in the Cork Ladies football senior side of things and the West Cork side of things. But definitely, um, I, I think we're, I don't know how many weeks we're into it now, I don't even want to know, to be honest with you. I suppose everybody's at the point now where they want to see an end game or an end date and there's more and more pressure building on sporting bodies to start delivering dates when they might come back so I think you're starting to see the anxiousness and the eagerness of sports fans like myself when are we going to get back to some form of normality but I just don't see a date coming in, in the in the near future to be quite honest And how have you been filling your time like? Are you one of those people who can sit back and watch reruns of old World Cup matches or old GA matches like they were showing the 2004 Munster final on RTE just last night so can you sit down for two hours and watch a game you know the result of or are you just itching for live action um, unfortunately I am one of those people that will sit down and watch back to back maybe three in a row episodes of match of the day from the 1980s on YouTube um, thankfully Netflix has come to our, all our rescues with the new Michael Jordan documentary which is brilliant and then going back over old finding old documentaries as well um, on, on that platform um, I'm one, I was always one for doing that anyway. If I come across something, I'll just stop and, and keep watching it, especially from the 1980s when I was a very young child um, and used to watch an awful lot of soccer, probably too much. On the GA side of things, like the more recent, Jack, to be honest with you, the less likely I am to watch it. I just find myself going further and further back to look at things, and it's just purely to, to fill the void. But I think there's an awful lot to go back from a second or third viewing of something. You find the things that you missed, and they're, they're very interesting, especially World Cups, because... Um, we were doing a spring clean at home and I found a lot of old comics that I would have kept and old Panini uh, sticker albums like a lot of people would have done in the day. But also some of the sketches and some of the things I used to write down as a kid when I was just so into, into sport, it wasn't enough to watch it. You had to write about it and draw draw pictures of it. 
and at the moment um, there's a I think something like classic games from the past definitely are, are a nice thing to have to go back and remind people of not just matches but events that would have happened in a re, you know in a while back. So I suppose I'm I'm a, I'm a victim of my own um, you know nerdiness when it comes to sport. I will sit and watch. Um, I watched a match of the day from 1983 last night as a matter of interest, for no particular reason. I just came across it. And I don't remember watching it. But yeah, I could badly, badly do with some live sport now, to be honest. Uh, Kieran, we spoke briefly on the Star Sport podcast earlier this week about the prospect of live sport returning in 2020. Our guest on that episode was Cork footballer Orla Finn, and she said she'd be in favour of returning to action behind closed doors if it meant this year's championship taking place. I didn't really get your own feelings on it at the time, though. In terms of live sport returning, are you starting to get an itch is it becoming almost an annoyance that your weekends don't have sport in them at the minute I suppose Jack it just professionally wise for a second sports editor of a sports section with no live sport is kind of a challenge in itself the last couple of weeks but um, of course we're all itching to get live sport back on a back into all, all our lives um, like George said there I can't see it happening in the near future it, it all depends on restrictions and guidelines and, and so on um, what will happen over the next couple of weeks and months I think Leo Varadkar said this week in terms of how the restric- restrictions escalated um, when they kind of moved up to lockdown phase they won't ease them as fast so you're talking about a couple of weeks between between every step. So realistically, with sports, you're, you're talking deep into the summer, I think, before we can see anything come back online. I know um, the FAI and so on, we're talking about the League of Ireland coming back maybe in June, but that'll be behind closed doors if that does happen. And that there's, a, there's plenty of kind of question marks around behind closed doors games uh, as it is. So live sport, yeah, Jack, it's missing it hugely, absolutely missing it hugely. Um we all love our sport in this podcast and everything in West Cork and beyond. We all love our sport. So not to have any live sport at the moment is uh, is um, it's it's hard to get used to. And it's something you can't get used to. Um, I think we've talked about it in the podcast over the last couple of weeks, kind of that sport is just that just that escape that, that people people love, you know, kind of um Graham Canty mentioned it this week in our special feature on the Bantry Homecoming um, in twenty ten when the Cork footballers brought Sam McGuire um, to West Cork that in 2010 the country was going through a very tough time but that homecoming venture that night it was a chance for people just to get together forget about their problems and just um, to share in a special moment and share the, the euphoria that sport can bring so that's all missing at the moment we're not getting those highs that we would off, uh, off matches the weekend it could be a, a last minute goal for, for Clannock Kilty um, could be a big win for Calgary Rangers against Castlehaven could be something in Spurs could actually be winning a game across the water and move from from 12th up to 11th in the Premier League but it's little things like that that we get our, our kicks off and they spawn so many conversations then kind of on WhatsApp online with people you're watching the match with and, and that's all missing at the moment so the sooner it comes back the better but you've got to be realistic too to realise it will be it won't be the immediate future well, let's explore then the idea of sport behind closed doors. You mentioned the Premier League and Spurs. Jers obviously a big Spurs fan, but the Premier League is considering screening some behind closed door matches on free-to-air television when or if the season restarts, according to the UK Culture Secretary. As you mentioned, something similar has been mooted with the League of Ireland, although the St. Pat's president, Tom O'Matton, he said 
that there's no possibility that the income stream that could come from that would be in any way sufficient to make it viable so behind closed doors again unlikely with the League of Ireland but one country where the wheels are in motion to get it back up and running is Germany with the Bundesliga and it's apparently set to become the first elite European league to restart since the Covid shutdown and they've already put the I suppose you could call the return to play protocols in place the chief executive of the German league Christian Seifert has said the league is set to be going as soon as May 9th and they've even put in a list of controls that could see it happen and those are 322 people present in the stadium that includes 98 in the interior players coaching staff medical staff etc 115 in the stands including media so men such as yourselves and 109 more people within the stadium perimeter security tv production and staff no fans so Joe, i'll come to you first just the idea of sport behind closed doors where does that stand with you obviously as i said you're a sport a spurs fan so not only do you look at sport from a reporting standpoint you also look at it from a fan and an emotional standpoint so is there it can't do you do you see value in the sport coming back behind closed doors or do you see it as kind of a not to get too precious but the soul of the games won't be there because there'll be no fans in the stadium no it's a good question i mean up until recently jack i would have said um no to sport behind closed doors i, I watched one or two games on Eurosport, but i can't even remember the country not long after the the lockdowns began when some it was turkish football and um, when games were played behind closed doors and it's it's very hard as a as a sports fan to engage with it, even watching on television or get excited about it because you it's just so unusual and it's not something you're used to. The atmosphere that's generated at a match is as important sometimes as the game itself because the atmosphere can affect the players out in the pitch, irrespective of what sport it is. But I'm coming around now to the notion that we're looking at months rather than weeks before we might see any any kind of live sport in any environment bar wrestling in the United States which amazingly is deemed as, ne- as necessary and uh, as a whole other podcast that doesn't work without a crowd I've been watching that I watched Wrestlemania probably like you did and it just didn't work without the crowd it's just too weird and it's it's not something you t- like sport and atmosphere and crowds just they all go hand in hand and they always have but if there's no sport for coming for the next six months maybe longer I would take an empty Crow Park. I would take an empty uh, Tottenham Hotspur football stadium. And I would certainly take uh, an empty local ground, GA ground, that was maybe televised online uh, for a club match over not being there. And I'm at that stage. And I think people are going to come to that stage where they're now starting to clamber for dates. They're going to get more and more desperate for some sort of life sport back into their lives. As, as Kieran correctly alluded to, you need it. It's very important in your life. Graham can't even said it the night they won a county back in 2010 look how important it was back then and people are searching for the feel good factor now wherever they can find it and sport provides that day after day to them and one of the beauties of sport as a journalism as we all know is when you go to a match it's not the actual reporting of the match but it's that moment that nobody anticipated it's that player that comes out of the blue and does something unexpected it's that incident that everyone is talking about it gathers momentum it starts chatter everybody's online about it everybody wants to read about it without that atmosphere of a live match you're not going to get that I think what you're going to get is a flat pack version of the sports that you love but if that's all between now and the new year and possibly beyond I'm I'm happy with that I'm actually happy with it I wasn't for a long time 
I would I would be I would be more inclined to go and watch an intercounty match on television now than I was maybe four or five weeks ago because I don't know when it's going to happen and I'm worried that I won't get to see it this year. But something that was mentioned over and over again in the articles that Kieran wrote in this week's Southern Star, the people that he spoke to, Martino O'Brien, Orla Finn, and um, Donna Kilty and Kilmackaby senior football coaches, they all want it, but nobody wants it at the expense of your health and your safety. And I just can't see how anyone, even the Bundesliga, as organised as the Germans are, you know, um, cliche alert there, uh, when it comes to anything in organising sports, I just don't see how you can organise all that and still hope to get away without somebody contracting the virus. What happens if you have a match behind closed doors? Dublin versus Kerry, semi-finals of an All-Ireland, say November, and one person, one player, or even one person in the ground contracts it. Here's what happens. The entire squads, both squads, everybody at the ground that day and all their immediate families have to self-isolate and we're back to square one. I just don't see it happening. So I would rather, I want it to happen, but I would rather it didn't happen if that's the kind of danger people are going to be putting themselves into. But I think just on what you're saying there, Jor, about uh, health and safety risks, I think former GA president Liam O'Neill made a good point in the Irish Times yesterday. He said, my wish for the GA is that we do nothing until it is 100% safe. Anything else compromises the safety of our people, our communities and our clubs. So what, like, in, in a sense, what is the point of choosing, uh, naming deadlines five weeks in the future that just change to seven weeks then eight weeks then nine weeks what's the point should we not just wait until there is 100% safety because it kind of builds up people's hope almost sure yeah we should but the problem is Jack money talks mm. and the, the organisations you're talking about there the Bundesliga La Liga the GAA and the League of Ireland desperately you mentioned St. Pat's St. Pat's staff have been put on furlough and put out on most people are, are now unemployed because they just can't afford to pay them Money talks when it comes to the top end sports. The reason the Bundesliga is coming back so early is because there's a huge chunk of payment, and it's the same in the Premier League in England. There's a huge chunk of money owed to the Premier League clubs to come in the next quarter from the satellite TV companies. And if there's no football, the satellite TV companies are going to be out of pocket. And if nobody's watching their channels at the moment, they're going to be even more out of pocket. The GA and look at Cork's finances, which have been covered extensively in the Southern Star for the last 12 months. No intercounty action this year or no concerts. Look what that's doing to the balance sheets of large sporting organisations. My big worry, my big worry with all of this, is that when you say to somebody, and he's right in, in what he's saying, is that there shouldn't really be any sport until the end of the year if there's no vaccine coming or if it's not fully cleared up according to the HSE and the government. Everybody, I think, would kind of agree with that. The problem is when, after that, if it's another two or three months or even longer, people are going to get angsty and clubs are in trouble at the moment at League of Ireland at Bundesliga at English League 1 and League 2 level it's only a matter of time before large organisations and their balance sheets and their projected incomes uh, for, the, for the next two years when they become even more uh, worrisome there'll be forced there will be more pressure for live sport to return in whatever format possible and that's the wrong way to go about it but it's the reality in the life that we live in now uh, Kier, just to pick up on George's point there about the fact that most of the organisations that are trying to rush back to playing are large commercial entities like the Premier League, like the Bundesliga, like the WWE, which is the probably the best example of an organisation that's solely focused on making as much money as humanly possible at the expense of all their employees. But then to use the argument that the GAA 
is in many ways a community organisation. Um, so not to sound too like Joe Brawley, but the bottom line for the GEA shouldn't be finances and money and getting back to play to fulfil television contracts. So to look at it just purely from a GEA perspective and playing behind closed doors, do you see an argument for them to rush back and play behind closed doors to fulfil the television contracts? Or should, as I said it on Tuesday, so just this is the my angle, should the focus not be on getting the club game and underage football and hurling back up and running and just get communities back working again as opposed to rushing back behind closed doors just for the sake of fulfilling television contracts? I think, Jack, if the GA is to come back this year, it has to be club force because club um, club GA is a lot easier to manage than inter-county because obviously there's a lot smaller attendance because... A lot of what we're talking about now is kind of predicated on what happens with social distancing and the two-meter rules and so on. So it's very much uncertain and unknown, um, and it's evolving all the time. But if the GA is to come back, it will be club-first. Um, Inter-county will have to wait, uh, like Jura said, their money talks. So the GA hierarchy will be keen to get their All-Ireland series up and running. But if club is to come back first and it is behind closed doors, it's an, I think logistically-wise... How does it work? Um, let's take the dressing room for for instance. You're bringing fellas from 20, 25, 30 households. You can't put them all into the, the same dressing room. So are they going to have to come to match togged off already? No, it's it's little little. It's it's all the small details like that. How would you play a football game if there's a two meter social distancing rule is still in place? It's impossible. So I think the GA and all sports at the moment health has to come first and especially for sport I suppose kind of a lot of us take um, but a lot of people take so much um, lead off what sports people do and and what sports do so I think sports is a very important role here is it to set the right example I was chatting to Gary O'Donovan this week and he was saying himself and Paul are back home kind of work at home living at home in a machine ro- rowing on their rowing machines inside in their kitchen he said they would love to put the boat on top of the car right somewhere near the river island and launch the boat wherever they could and go off down the river but he said that would set the wrong example to everyone and he says as sports people they have a responsibility to set the right example so they're adhering to all the HSC guidelines they're adhering to all the government advice they're doing what they're told to do because it's the right thing to do to suppress the virus and it's the right thing to do for the health of the country so as much as we do want sport back and we do love our sport the responsibility is to, to defeat this virus first and then when it's safe to do so we can all come out and just celebrate then when, when sport comes back but until we win this war against COVID-19 um, it's hard to see how sport kind of fits in life sport fits into the in, 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 into the I suppose the grand scheme of life so um, yeah it's kind of it's an interesting conundrum Jack and Jordan, just um, before we, we start to wrap up, I kind of want to get a sense of how, how would you feel about certain sports reopening first to, to sort of test the waters? Like maybe if golf clubs were to reopen or tennis clubs where there's a lower risk of infection. Now, I'm no virologist, so I don't know if there's a lower risk of infection. But just for the sake of argument, how would you feel seeing people out playing golf if you knew that you couldn't go down to football training with um, your local club or... You couldn't go and watch a game of soccer. Would you, would that would you would you would that anger you, or would you think it would be a positive outcome to see tennis clubs, for example, reopening? 
Yes, it very much would anger me because I don't play golf or tennis. But uh, no, in all seriousness, I think that's a dangerous precedent because you're right, it could set a lot of animosity towards certain sports and to people playing it. I'm even seeing it though in the last week, just away from sport. There seems to be more people out and about. There's definitely more people driving and there's people starting to get cabin fever and fall back into their bad habits. So if you see, if I was uh, as a GA supporter or a soccer supporter, if I was to see somebody out in the golf course even going around and all the safety precautions were being taken to the limit as much as they could possibly do, I'd certainly start clambering and looking to go back out to the pitch and do something straight away. And I think the domino effect has been very well managed by the government up to now in that they've been very, most of the time, um, very uh, conservative in how they deliver information and they give you a date like May the 5th but all the, over the last couple of days, they're saying, oh, look, there's too many people out in the boat. We may have to revise it. I think we're looking at months, unfortunately, before anything actually happens again. So we have to, dealing with that reality is okay. But for kids, it's very, very difficult. So to answer your question directly, I don't think you can just say, well, you know what? It's okay for darts because the lads are playing at home. And it's okay for even swimming or rowing because there's only one or two of them, but not team sports. I think that, that the reaction, that the animosity that might generate, I could be wrong. Um, I think would be a bad thing and it would backfire very badly. I think what they're trying to do, when I was reading John Tracy, uh, the executive head ex- executive of Sport Ireland uh, earlier in the week, they're working with all the sporting bodies together for when everybody can come back. I think they're trying to plan that way as best they possibly can. I don't know if it's possible or not. Um, but I think if you were, I, I can understand the logic behind your question, like tearing it for the sports where there's less of a, of a potential issue is, is, a, is probably a, a legitimate thing to ask. But I think the, the backlash that would come from GAA people seeing soccer being played in OGA, I think that would be um, that would fill the sports section of the star, actually. It might be, might be an option, never know. Can I just say there, Jack, actually, kind of, I was reading a piece as well about non-contact sports. And if the sports are to be kind of phased back in, you would think it would make sense to make the non-contact sports the first, the first sports to come back online. And that kind of leads into what you said about golf. They are... Because I think golf courses, like they're obviously working away golf courses at the moment, greenkeepers keeping the golf courses kind of up to date and pristine. And I think golf courses are hoping that the, in May that the restrictions will be relaxed. Um, so like Joe was saying there, like kind of people involved in team sports might not be too happy to see kind of certain sports come back online. But if you think of the likes of, of, of golf and um, other non-contact sports, maybe rowing, like Joe mentioned there, Possibly road bowling, I was just thinking to myself, if you really restricted the numbers at scores, kind of, and kept social distancing, maybe there was a possible for road bowling to come back in, because a lot of the scores around West Cork are quite small. In a way, you might only have a handful of people there. So that could be something that, if sport is to be kind of reintroduced and phased in over the next couple of months, that might come on board before before the GA games. But like you've said throughout this, so much depends on the guidelines that the government get for, um, set down and that uh, and all, all the health advice. So if we are winning this war in a couple of weeks or months' time, they might decide, OK, let's go back with GA club games and so on. Like, this can change so, so fast. So um, we really have to, have to wait and see what the best advice is as, as the weeks and months go by. I live out to Marsh Road in Skibbereen and I've yet to see a socially distancing road bowling game there's usually 70 or 80 lads piling up the road so uh, I'll wait for that one with bated breath because if it was socially distanced it might be easier to get past them on my way home from work anyway to wrap up quickly lads what are you most looking forward to doing from a sporting perspective 
when this eventually passes and now I say when this well, if this eventually passes probably more so than when because who really knows no one really knows anything do they in terms of when it's going to end when we can go back to normal or if we ever will go back to any semblance of how life was like before but Joe we'll come to you first what if you could if we could put a date the 1st of September sport would be back where would you be rushing to first um, I'd be cancelling my Netflix uh, subscription immediately. I'd be getting off uh, my YouTube addiction of Match of the Day from the 80s. And I would be looking for, from my sports editor, who would no doubt have rung the night before anyway, uh, what match I'm going to and doing a bit of research. And just, just being on a sideline, again, I don't care what sport it is. Even kids' sport. Kids' sport is always better anyway. It's more honest and it's more exciting. Crazy things happen. And that, that that lovely thrill of filing copy at the very last minute, as Kieran knows for most of my stuff, um, and getting it there on time, I really miss that. I do miss that. And I miss the... It's not even going to Parky Creeve or Crow Park. It's the smaller local games that I miss the most because it's the things that you pick up at those games. And it's there, that moment that a kid does something extraordinary and you're the one that gets to write about it and they're the one then that gets to read it and buy it and read it. That, I've missed that. I've missed that an awful lot. So, yeah getting about 10 different um, matches and uh, being told to take this one to Forest Southwest out in some island somewhere from my sports editor. I'm really looking forward to that. And Kieran, what about yourself? Um, just as I there, Jer's um, met for the mileage, so he always puts his hand up to go <laughs> to the furthest west destination as as is possibly um, available. But um, um, it's, it's hard to pick one sport over another jack, to be quite honest. We all of our sports so just to get live sport back in any shape or form would be fantastic I think here at the start we cover everything like we said from road bowling to GA to basketball to rugby to soccer athletics you name it so to get any sport back would be um, brilliant you know kind of especially for the for the sports section kind of the last couple of weeks since this has happened we've been going with features and interviews and it's been very interesting and actually it's a really really good sports section these weeks um, but I don't think you, you can beat live sport so um, any sport would do me and I'd be right across to Old Trafford to watch Manchester United's march towards the 2021 title begin good stuff lads yeah. <laughs> as Kieran mentioned there there's some great stuff in this week's Southern Star sports section and the Southern Star is available in shops right across West Cork right now and if you can't make it to the shop you can purchase a digital subscription and read the Southern Star for less than two euro per week just search for www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper and you can read the southern star on your computer tablet or smartphone thanks for listening to the star sport podcast we'll be back next week with another episode if you enjoy these shows please make sure to rate review and subscribe on itunes spotify youtube acast stitcher or wherever else you listen to the show Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork.